oh, hi, I'm a first-time caller, first-time listener, and I have a question. First time, long time. (laughs) First time, last time, long time. Hey, Alex, how are you? I am amazing, and that just made me nostalgic for old radio. Have you ever seen Play Misty for me? Well, it sounds so familiar, I, but no, I don't think so. But it sounds oh. super familiar, so I assume I should have. Um, I don't know that you should have, but it is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. It is uh, like a thriller, not really horror, but thriller. Um, Clint Eastwood and Jessica Walter, and it's like old school radio as mixed with like stalker story. It is so good. I love, love, love radio. And I have loved radio going back to like when I was really young and we lived in California and I used to listen to sports radio. No one is going to know or care about any of this. The guy's name is Jim Rome. He's like a sports oh, radio legend. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm from Cleveland, girl. Jim Rome had a resurgence in Cleveland where they like loved him. You know, who, and problematic, right? Literally every like oh, extremely talented radio personality was very problematic. I think that was why but it also, worked. like... I kind of was, like, turned on by Jim Rome. Oh, well, I didn't even... We're not going to talk about my awakening. I fucking loved Jim Rome. But anywho. Yes! But anyway, so that... But anywho. um, (laughs) But it made me just think... Because it's just radio, and this is where I get old, right? Just radio used to be something different, and now everything is Ryan Seacrest syndicated, and, you know, but you used to be able to... And Jim Rome, of course, was syndicated then, too, but I mean... You used to call in and you quite literally could like request a song or whatever. And I know everything used to be better, old woman, but I just love radio. <laughs> I really did. I loved radio. I That's amazing. I literally got through to a radio station one time, and this was probably like 1994, and I requested Waterfalls by TLC. I once called into a radio station and lied that both of my parents were lesbian in defense of same-sex parenting. I was like 16. <laughs> yes, I did. You did not. No, we need to hear the story. Tell me more. There's nothing to learn. It was, there's nothing to learn. It was a local, local, like, you know, shock jock, right? Remember when that was just like the thing and every single city had a shock yeah. jock. Shock jock, a.k.a. like be a dick on air. Right. It was like every Opie and Anthony, you know, parody or whatever. Um, and we had one and they were talking about like how, cause again, different Time, but whatever they were talking about how you know messed up kids would be if they had you know two two same-sex parents and again so this is you know 20 years ago so just think about the conversation shifts and things like that and I got so enraged by it that I'd called and lied and said I was totally normal <laughs> and I had two moms <laughs> you lie you were a lying ally and I love that I- I was a lying ally. I assume that's not the craziest shit you heard this week is that I'm a serial liar. It is not, but I do just want to give a quick little, hey, welcome back. This is okay, but like your weekly political and pop culture podcast where we talk about the week and the world. And that is my amazing co-host, Alex. And I had two moms. And she didn't have two moms, but she said she did for the cause. I was lying for the cause. For the cause. Okay, you need to tell me what the craziest shit you heard this week was because I feel like it was I read a lot of crazy shit this week. You know what's crazy is I didn't. 
I don't feel like I read too much crazy shit. I think mine is kind of funny crazy, but it's not like crazy crazy, I'm going to admit. So you're probably going to win this round. But mine is Woman's Home Trashed by Flock of Giant California Condors. (laughs) It's just like random crazy. Well, first of all, I like alternate between like thinking birds are fucking disgusting and then also thinking they're amazing creatures. So I actually kind of want to talk about yours. Mine is ridiculous and stupid, and it fe- I feel like I bring these kind of things up a lot because I do find them crazy. Mine is people are eating raw, rotten meat in order to get high. Ew. <laughs> Like, I, I just, don't want to. I don't want to bring up the mushrooms in the blood, but it kind of reminds me of the mushrooms. Oh in the blood. no! You know what? We should. <laughs> okay, we should probably talk about it because I want to understand a bit more background. Mine is actually fairly quick, but there's a woman. She lives in Tehachapi, and there are literally twenty giant condors that are just Tehachapi. I'm fucking sorry, up her place. It yeah yes Tehachapi yeah. I want to live in Tehachapi. They are just fucking up her house. They are pooping all over. They tore up a spa cover. They tore up her decorative flags. And they are not showing... They are not showing any, like, signs that they're going to go anywhere. And what's kind of crazy about this, first of all, giant condors, are they are giant. Like, I mean, I know that sounds, like, Oh, and they're ugly but they're as shit. They're yeah. huge. And obviously, they're highly endangered. So there's nothing to do. Apparently, like... There's like less than 200, even just flying around free and safe in California. So imagine if 10% of them were like, fuck your house. (laughs) Yeah, you girl, like I would be scared. I would have to move. I don't know what you do because you're not going to get rid of them because we don't want to hurt them, obviously. And they don't even want to like disturb them. So they don't want to use like even loud music or anything because they're like, listen, if you mess this up, 10% of the condor population is going to die. So you just got to let them be. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's really intense. I don't like I don't like like having to fight nature. Oh, well, because you can't. I mean, nature is going to win every time. You can't fight nature. No, you can't fight nature. Um, Can you? So my story is actually kind of dumb. It's just that, like, apparently there's this belief that people, if you eat raw meat, you get high, which I think is, like, really dumb. I mean, but there are ways. Did you say it was rotten, though? Because obviously you can eat raw meat. There are, you know, specialty dishes that are raw meat. Let's launch in. So this is according to Men's Health, which I love Men's Health. First and foremost for the really hot pictures. Secondly, for the workouts. I was literally going to ask, is Men's Health kind of gay, right? Oh, it's the gayest. Um, Okay, so (laughs) the headline is people are eating raw, rotten meat to get high. And then the subheadline is... This new dubbed high meat is mostly known for causing explosive incontinence. Okay, listen. Listen. Not okay. It says, in this week's edition of Just Because Something is Legal, that doesn't mean it's a good idea, people on the internet are forcing down chunks of rancid, rotten, uncooked (gasps) meat to chase down a euphoric high. They're calling it a high meat and steak tartare it is not. We're talking about rotten flesh that has been left decomposed for months and sometimes, in extreme cases, even years. Patchy yellow meat that is so desperately putrid it is riddled with visible bacteria colonies and coated in layers of slime-like grudge. After 
eating the rotten meat, purveyors report an intense feeling of high-like euphoria. Whether it's caused by a reaction to the bacteria that hits your stomach or the result of dehydration and delirium caused by severe food poisoning, it is nothing more than a self-fulfilling prophecy. You believe you get high, so you do. No one is sure how the mechanics work. Whatever is going on, there's a reason the human race has been cooking meat. Not only does the process eliminate deadly bacteria, but it also makes the meat easier to digest and, let's be honest, taste better. Bizarrely, however, purveyors of high meat claim they prefer the flavor of the rotten. Apparently, it tastes, and you better get ready because I fucking cringed. Apparently, it tastes cheesy. Ew. Sir. Yeah. Okay, sir. sir. Yeah. <laughs> so then it gets into, like, I'm not going to finish because I'm disgusted and just, like, this is the crazy shit I heard this week. Apparently, then it gets into a conversation with people online, mainly Reddit, which, by the way, if there if hell exists, it actually is Reddit. Right. Reddit um, is the rancid <laughs> meat of the internet. Exactly. So then it gets into conversations on Reddit about whether or not people are saying, well, should we call this rotten meat or should we call it fermented meat? Yeah. You know what? This is why we can't have nice things. This, this is why. I always wonder, like, I'm always sitting there going, okay, so who was the first? So this started somewhere and then, like, I spread. would guess, like, some fucking homeboy down in Florida who was, like, out of heroin and wanted to get high. Do we agree that they were white? <laughs> There is no question in my mind. They were white. His name was Kyle. He was 31. And he just like recently lost custody of his kids. Oops. Uh, can you, um, Alex, can you put down your rotten meat so that we can talk? Not until I'm high. <laughs> Uh, my original question was actually going to be about, like, why can't I stop listening to Montero by Lil Nas X? Are but we still listening that's to that? A whole on repeat. I think it's fucking fantastic. You do? You think it's, like, genius? Like, we've talked about this. I think he is a genius, but whatever. <laughs> He's, he is something. I, like, I don't, and I know you don't either, but I don't, like, throw around the term genius. But he has, he's extremely intelligent clearly right because he has figured out something in terms of maximizing the space like he gets social in yeah i think i would apply that i think he gets social in very genius ways and i think that the people that he is enraging right they're they're kind of missing the point in a lot of ways <laughs> um and they're also not realizing they're being played Yes, that's my favorite part about him. But that is a whole other conversation. I'm thinking about uh, Lil Nas X, and I'm thinking about Montero, but what are you thinking about? You know what's crazy is I actually think this plays in because oh. I, I really do. So as has been well documented, I am the mother of two young males <laughs> that live in my house. Angel, angel, angel males. Right. Yes. Uh, soon to be 11, which is insane. Um Literally, literally insane. insane. He'll be eleven this month, and a four-year-old. And I have been thinking about how, despite our best efforts to be what I would call, I would call it gender neutral, and fully admitting that I, and I think a lot of people are on a like quite a journey 
of even just sort of breaking apart and rebuilding like what the word gender means. I yeah. have found it's, it's complicated, right? Like I was going to say it's complicated, but that's such an understatement. I know. I don't have anything else to describe it. But so as I'm on this journey, raising, you know, two boys, one of which is a very complicated little soul um, and const- not constantly. I don't want to be overly dramatic, but very much sort of fighting against my own assumptions and sort of like baked in notions, right? I mean, I am in I my thirties. I love this. And yeah. I have baked in notions of what it means to be a boy and what it means to be a girl that I don't even realize. And I think we reinforce sure. these uh, stereotypes even when we're really well-meaning. And I am just like recently, not recently, I mean, this has been going on for a few years, but just finding like it's not it's not a small thing, right? So people will laugh or joke, not you and I, but there are people that are like, oh, it's so stupid that, you know, Target had some like gender neutral toys. I don't know if you remember all of that, where they're like, we're not going to make it boys toys and girls toys. They're just toys. How could I forget? Right. They're just toys (laughs) or, you know, that Mr. Potato Head is just potato head or whatever it is. And these things on superficially seem silly to some people, but it's, it's definitely not, it's not silly. And can I give you like a specific example? And maybe we, maybe that's the conversation starter. Yeah, because I was wondering, it's definitely not silly. Keep in mind just for you and for everyone, because I don't know if you even know this, um, my sixth birthday in which I invited everyone down into the little park so that we could swim in the park's like fountain thing um, was demanded by me to be themed The Little Mermaid in which I w- made everyone go into the water and act like mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me what you're going to say because I'm ready. Well, let me ask you, did you receive pushback? Like what, let's start with what was the family reception to that? So it is super interesting to me to consider our world and my family right now in just sort of political standpoints and like what people say they feel and a huge Italian Catholic family I come from. There was not pushback. People were like, yeah, that's awesome. I got my cake was Ursula and I got a little fish that I named Flounder. My aunt bought me a Ariel Barbie doll. Like it was like kind of fine, which is cool but also, like, in retrospect, kind of fucking confusing. <laughs> that's so funny. I, yeah, no, that's right? amazing that that was the experience because I would say it's not the, it wouldn't be the norm experience. Absolutely not. I mean, like, if I was in, like, and this is not a judgment on the state. This is just sort of a general. But, like, if I was in, like, Tennessee or Texas, like, that would not have happened. I don't know. I mean, but you're from Ohio, right? That's yeah, not metropolitan. Well, but here's the thing. I'm from Ohio, and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, which I often feel like people think Ohio is one thing, and it is. But Cleveland, Ohio is – Cleveland, Ohio is like a, its own – Cleveland, Ohio is not rural farms. Yes. Yes. I totally understand what you're saying. But I do yeah, yeah. love that you had that experience. But I think what we're saying, right, is the more common experience would be a parent just being like, no, or that's, that's yeah. for girls. I mean, that's – 
Ex- that, that's for girls, right? So I think that leads into what you're going to say, and I can't wait to hear it. But that's for girls is a thing that I want to talk about. Yes. Let's, let's, let's. Okay. So my eldest, not a lot of things related to, again, stereotypical, like, thoughts of gender, like what a boy should like or not, came up with him because he very naturally liked the things that we think boys sh- would or should like. And I'm going to say we awesome. as a society, sure. not me personally yeah, or like you. capital we. Right, right. He yeah. liked trucks. And he liked, you know, he just liked those. Those are the things he liked. He liked Thomas the Train. These things that are quote unquote acceptable for a young boy to like. Now, he has moved into a space and this is over a period of time where um he that has been expanded we of course have guided him in that but I think I've mentioned before like there's a wonderful little series called goodnight stories for rebel girls and he absolutely loves it and it is presented as it's goodnight stories for rebel girls but he loves it and it's of course all stories about women and he could not get enough of them. He's read the books. He listens to the podcast. Like, as soon as there's a new episode, like, we're listening to it. And he's never thought of it as, oh, this was – he's never thought of it as, oh, they're trying to exclude me. He's like, this is yeah, really sure. great content for me to take in. He likes hearing it, right? And so there, there's that. And he even himself has called out before, oh, I never heard of this person. And, again, it's evidence that it needs to exist, so when people are like, why is it got to be for rebel girls? And it's because we're not, you don't do this in the spaces designated. My child has never heard of this person mm. because we're not mm. teaching it yep. in school or we're not, you know, whatever. It requires its own space in the same way when we talk about like black history or LGBTQ yep. history. We, we need to have it <laughs> yep. because it's not existing in the space you've allotted. Right. Yeah. But regardless. So he always liked that stuff. My youngest, though, is, like I said, a very complicated little creature. He likes uh, many of the things that you think he wants to be a ninja. You know, he. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny to me to even consider, like, when you're a kid, you think that, like, being a ninja is a job. (laughs) You know, like, you can actually, like, I, when you grow up, I, when when you grow up, what do you want to be? I want to be a ninja. And I'm like, oh, okay. Move to like move to feudal China or like yeah. move to feudal Japan or whatever. Uh, samurai. Yeah, I, I that would know. be samurai. I'll catch myself. But you're absolutely yeah. right. Let's go back in time, and that's what we'll do. Uh, but yeah, he's he was training to be an assassin in my kitchen the other day. He was literally kicking yeah, at the like, wall girl. like his shadow. And I was like, "What what's are you the, doing? What's the entry level salary for a ninja?" <laughs> right. He's like going to Glassdoor.com. He's like, "This is not. I can't live on this." <laughs> The reviews on this ninja job is are, are terrible. terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, getting ready to be a ninja. And I'm like, okay. Conversely, obsessed. For his conversely, uh, for his last two birthdays, uh, he asked for a Barbie cake. Uh, specifically, she was a black Barbie. He was very specific about this. <laughs> okay. And okay, the last yep. one was a Disney princess cake. So it was like a um it actually was it's it was crazy because it was during covid right his birthday's in september so we couldn't have a party but he still wanted a huge cake and we bought this huge cake and we all had to eat it over the period of like a week <laughs> because uh-huh. so it was like a two-tiered cake and it was like a castle and it had all the little princess figures <laughs> and we were just eating from it now you are talking my language so that is for girls 
right? I mean, that is sort yeah. of what yeah. Yeah. we would say. Totally. And if you just see, and it's wild because if you just see him, he also, he has a little man bun. So his hair is shaved on the sides and it's long on, on top and, and it has a bun. And they're... T- and it's fucking cute. <laughs> well, it's so wild. So uh, the reason why he's got a bun, because this has come up. So my son will be carrying around. He loves Barbie. He loves um, Captain Marvel. He loves Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yep. And I think that I have been educating myself and making myself aware of my words. And this is the core of this topic is that it's not just the silly stuff because it really, really dawned on me when he wanted for that third birthday that black Barbie cake because we're at, I think it was Harris Teeter, and we're looking at the little book, and he says, I want that Barbie cake, and I want this Barbie, and specifically it was the black Barbie. And I was, and we live in a community that was a little worried they weren't going to have any black Barbies. Thankfully they did, <laughs> but I was just a little yes. bit worried. Um, shout out to Harris. Teeter. Shout out to Harris Teeter because they had her, <laughs> and um, you know I could care less. I didn't ask him because I knew he liked that stuff, so I didn't go. Why do you want this? There's, it, you know, he, it's what he wanted. But to be honest, I never challenged anything that he wanted because I don't want to say I was afraid, but I didn't want him to think there was anything wrong with it. So whatever he picked, right. I would never ask him why do you like this or that. It was actually a mistake. Not to ask. And the reason it was a mistake, we go up to the bakery. Oh, interesting. We go up to the bakery and he asks for it. And I'm just looking at her and I'm I'm re- always ready to fight. So I'm looking at her like, I know you're not going to say nothing <laughs> about my little boy asking for this cake. You're like giving her eyes that are like, don't engage. Right. And she says him very nicely. But she does say to him, she's like, well, why, why did you pick that? Why do you want Why do you want the Barbie cake? And he looks her little precious angel baby, almost three at that point, and says, she looks just like my mommy. Oh, and I died. my. Did you fucking cry? I didn't. But I, w- I was quite taken aback um, that that's why he wanted the Barbie cake. Oh, my God. I am obsessed. I literally, I'm going to put my tears on the mic. I am literally tearing up at hearing that. So this started a thought process in me of like, one, I should be asking him, not challenging him, but a simple inquiry of, you know, why, why do you like Captain Marvel? Or why do you like, you know, Wonder Woman? And it dawned on me that one, yes, that's a conversation we should be having because he actually has, he has reasons and those reasons are very sweet and those reasons are good. Um, But also thinking about the reverse when people are cutting off that conversation, I didn't think about that deeply. I always thought about it as like, oh, I I just don't want him to think they're girl toys and boy toys. And that was the end of it. But the flip side of that is when those conversations are totally cut off, Right. So let's say it's little Thaddeus and he's in another family and they're like, oh, no, that that's for girls. And that's the end of it. What you're really saying, right, is it would have been to him because unbeknownst to me, he wanted Barbie because it reminded him of his mother and he loves his mother. And Aww, right? right. But unbeknownst to me, that was his thought process. And when we tell him or any little person that's for girls um, or even that's for boys, it's right. We're telling them that that is not something for you to admire, for you to love, for you to cherish or whatever. Because yes. that was his thought process. I want it because X, Y, Z. So knowing that without hearing it, if it got cut off, 
that's what we're telling my son. Your mom is not yes. worthy of that. We, we wouldn't have known that. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. So I love that you told me the story because I, so, you know, like childhood memories are weird. And, you know, I had this Little Mermaid birthday, but I will never forget that there was a moment where uh, my aunt and uh, the, the man that she was seeing at the time, they had a kid together and um, he like wanted, he expressed that he wanted to like play with this Barbie doll or like wanted this Barbie doll or whatever. And uh, there was a conversation in the family of like, oh, don't do that. That's for girls. Right. And I will never forget that like his dad said, Oh, no, 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 it's fine. It actually will just make him be a better dad. And I was like, oh, and I was young. And I was like, oh, that's actually like kind of an interesting perspective, right? Is that like you're going to teach young boys to play with uh, female dolls or, or female whatever as a way of like honoring them and respecting them? That's the thing I think we miss. I think that is absolutely right. And I've seen, you know, the baby dolls in my kids' preschool. And um, there was, when uh, my oldest was younger, this is before he had a sibling, he had a baby doll that, added, there was like, a, we were at a library. And they had a little, like, baby Bjorn that a kid could put on. And you could put, like, a baby doll in it, right? And he did that, like, immediately. And he felt very strongly. He was like, I'm, this is what I'm, you know, pretending I'm pretending that I'm daddy because his dad would carry him everywhere uh, my husband would run with him my husband would carry him on hikes and yeah that's great Aww. that's great and obviously I, I just think that so again I think there's we're not groundbreaking here but I'm just thinking wow, I don't know that there's quite enough of that part. Because I think a lot of us have moved on to this, hey, there's not boys and girls toys. But it's just, it is a really, it's a very deep conversation, right, about things that aren't happening. And then you wonder why um, there's this weird dichotomy where men are, oddly enough, also a huge threat to women. Why are men such mm. like huge threat to women, yeah. right? So whether that be like if, if you're a woman and you are pregnant, it the biggest danger during that time is, you know, is that your spouse could murder you. That's actually true, <laughs> right? That yes, it is. It is because it's like so. You know what is interesting is just hearing you say that is like one of the things I find very interesting because I have nephews and they're young. And we, you know, have a playroom full of, back home. We have a playroom full of all sorts of things. And the one thing that I notice is that one of the things that they like to do is they like to, this is super Freudian, but they like to, like, strip the, the Barbies naked and, like, laugh about, like, the naked Barbie. Okay. That's super interesting to me at this i mean i'm talking they are five and three yeah and they are like taking off the barbie's clothes and like laughing at the barbie's boobs or whatever you know what i yes. mean and then they like they also and i'm like i'm not saying anything untoward towards them i'm just thinking about like social conditioning yeah. and stuff they also like like throw the barbie down or like get kind of like rough with the barbie you know and i'm like what is this like from a from a caveman standpoint, <laughs> oh, right, like right. what you know, they're like five what and is three. this? I like mean, they're they're little, right? They're not they're not being malicious and they're not like you know being like intentionally violent, but like they are seeing a female shaped object. They are remarking about the female shape, and they also are then 
doing something that is about a funny violence towards them that I was like, oh, I can't be a parent because like I am like immediately want to like diagnose this and you know what I right. mean? Right. And that's the tough part too because not everything is super deep and then some things are and it's like kind of navigating, you know, that space. I will say this. Um, kids just destroying stuff is a thing. Boy, girl, they just destroy stuff. And certainly we sure. have had to sort of uh, reinforce, you know, with our boys that even with toys, uh, you know, that we don't hurt, quote unquote, our toys. I just don't know what the point is. So even with like their stuffed animals or whatever, there's no like yanking out their hair or pulling on their leg. Like why? So like we don't. Why? Yeah. So we are like, even though it's an inanimate object, there's just no reason for that kind of aggressive I would say you know be behavior yeah aggression is a good word and for it, we yeah. just find like you know like other outlets I didn't care that my kid was you know kicking towards his shadow in the kitchen it's like well whatever you know <laughs> but we don't need to like pull the legs off of our you know my little pony or something it's like why right right but why do why do you think that kids like have that like uh, feeling of wanting to like destroy things. I think I, I want to destroy things as an adult too. I think it's like a natural sort of, uh, I mean, there yeah, are like things... I want to smash plates. Like I right. want to smash that's them. Exa- yeah. I think that that's all just part of being a human being and where you're finding your appropriate outlets. So that could, and sometimes you, you could like, I've, um, I've, have you ever busted up something and you're not even like necessarily mad. There's actually something like, um, that can be a satisfying, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like why we. I think it's something. like why we pop bubble wrap, right? I think that's a good example. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit of of that. I think there's an elevation there, right? Like you don't want when kids are hurting animals and things like that. We're getting into oh, right, course. completely different yeah. levels. But I think there is some of that that is just like human nature. But I also think it would go back to the boy girl thing, where I think that um, some behaviors we just again we collective leave alone in boys and in girls are like oh don't you know don't do that when really they're exhibiting the same behaviors probably for the same reasons and society like you know addresses them differently yeah that it's super fascinating because like you know like what when are we being like liberal elites <laughs> you know and like monitoring like the i i know i don't want to use the word woke but like monitoring awareness right and then when are we just like what are those limits you know well and i think yeah in my liberal eliteness uh, what i've had to sort of make sure i'm not doing is forcing it so right because the flip side will be we'll be in the toy aisle and thaddeus will be like i want this spider-man doll right and then i'm sitting there going aren't we not gonna get you know, we're not going to get a Wonder Woman or whatever. That's just not what he wants. <laughs> so it's like the reverse, right, is important, too. The point is just to have, like, a clear pathway for your child to learn and grow in the way that is natural for them. And some of some girls may never be interested in, quote, unquote, stereotypical boy things or whatever. Like, I don't think you can force right. any of it. The point is to just get out of the way, I think. right. Right. Well, so I love that you said that because so I just recently went home and spent time with all of my nephews and uh, nieces and there are a lot of them. We have a big family and they're all very young and it's so comforting to me because this is a shout out to my siblings is like I find the conversation surrounding like the gender genderfying is that like 
uh, like the binary of girl toys, boy toys, is to be like pretty in control in terms of like, I don't hear much conversation with like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that because that's a girl toy. I don't really hear that conversation. I do hear that conversation from some members of my family, and it's um, not surprising that they are a little like, older and conservative. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, but like the, the notion of my siblings who are, I would say, are all pretty kind of like liberal and or middle of the road moderates are like they don't really police the kids' uh, interaction with toys, which is cool. Um because I I do think that this kind of stuff starts young, you know. It well, I mean, we're still. That's the thing. It's like on one hand, I feel like there's been a lot of progress, and yet no one cared when they came to um, my youngest birthday party with that Barbie cake. Literally, not one person said anything. I don't know if they had questions and didn't say nothing to me, but nobody cared that they came to a three year old boy's birthday party and he had a Barbie cake. Because it's whatever. Um, and that's great. Right, the flip side right. is. That's amazing. It is. But the flip side is like, why are we blowing up mountains for gender reveal parties? So like on one end, I do think right. there's been like this progress. But on this other, it's like, it still feels like, you know, we care a lot. And then also, so let's layer this on. We're 23 minutes in or whatever it is. So, I, you know, <laughs> let's let me just throw this layer on. There's also the being honest that girls and boys aren't exactly the same. Like there's being honest about that too. Yeah. But not, but here's the problem is, um, I think not being the same goes in line with the lexicon of diversity and inclusion and acceptance saying like what you just said, I would say like, okay, great. That's why I know that her kids are this way because you said boys and girls are not the same. You did not say, boys are better, girls are weaker. You didn't say any of the other, you know what I mean? When you get into like these conversations that are happening right now with trans athletes, et cetera, et cetera, people always talk about superiority. They talk about advantage. They talk about, you know what, they physical prowess, mm -hmm. all of these things. But by saying boys and girls are not the same, I don't actually think that, that sentence is problematic. What, what happens is you have to follow it up, right? It's about the conversation after. Yes, I don't think that's a conversation ender. I mean, I think it's to your point the the start of a conversation, but I I think there are aspects of, you know, me being a woman that I do think are different than my husband being a man. Like does that make any sense whatsoever? Of course it doesn't. I I agree with you completely. That's why I also think it's super interesting to consider from a queer perspective because it's like I prefer uh, to think about the differences in genders as like complementary features rather than divisive features. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I know that the the way that I have experienced people and relationships and sex and friendship um, I recognize, I'm not going to be like the colorblind asshole who's like, I don't see color. I don't see gender. <laughs> right, I do. Right. Because, because I'm not blind. Um, it's just about like a prioritization of like what you want to align yourself with and where you find comfort and when you, where you find support and all of those things. And it's like, yeah, men and women are different. They're totally different, but that's not the problem. The problem is about hierarchy. When you start to hierarchy the gender or the sex, that's when it gets really fucking complicated. And I feel like sometimes people can't let it alone as like, we are different and this is why we're different. 
rather than like, we're different because I'm stronger. Yes. And I think, yes, you're absolutely right. And that is the stereotype that gets reinforced in both directions. So if you have totally a boy and it's that's girl stuff, that means it's bad. That it's girl stuff because to your point, it's weaker. It's not worthy. It's all these different things. Because otherwise, what would be the problem? It's your boy, and therefore you are better. That is girl stuff. It is not worthy of your time, your effort, your energy. And then the flip side is usually when it's a girl, if it's, oh, what do you want? What do you want to do with that? That's for boys. It's like, what will that normally be? It's it's like mechanical stuff often, right? It's like cars or it's trains or it's trucks. It's whatever. And those are things, to your point, sometimes it's physical or if it's physical. Yeah. firemen, policemen, like whatever it is, we whatever yeah, we perceive soldiers, it to army, be, yep. that it's a, a physical thing. Sometimes it's a mental thing. I've even heard people describe like the Legos as, oh, that's more of a boy's toy. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? What? I've absolutely what? heard that. They're like primary colored blocks that <laughs> exactly. you build things with or somehow gender. But you got to use your brains, you know. <laughs> and so you're right. It still is because it, it, then it's the reverse, right? It's... You, they aren't generally saying to a girl, oh, that's boy stuff. Like, oh, that's dumb. It's usually like a different level. It's mechanical. That's complicated. Or it's, to your point, it's the military. Yeah. That's dangerous. You can't be involved. It is. It, it's reinforcing the lesser. That is not for you. You are this. And that's in both yeah, ways. Yeah, it is not for you. Yep, totally, totally. I think that's right. Because I think it, what it comes down to for me is like the reason why I get so prickly around these kind of things is because you said it perfectly. Is like when you say that's for girls, when you say that to a boy, what you're saying is, is like that is lesser. Absolutely. And then we wonder, you know, why, to your point, um, you do get and I, the phrase, but you do get that toxic masculinity. I mean, we've been telling them that things that are quote unquote feminine are bad. We've been telling them that since they were born. So what would one expect, you know, the result to be? So, you know, what's so funny is after we just talked about that, I still feel like, um, I mean, there's no guilt here. It's just about how complicated everything we just talked about was. It's like we didn't even touch upon anything about like trans issues or trans considerations. We didn't. And not out of obviously not of anything purposeful, but I always feel like I need a member of that community because I'm not a member of that community. And so not exclusionary. I just simply... I am on a journey to say the least in educating myself and learning and growing. And I would just hate to speak from an uneducated place, you know? Totally. Yeah. Fair. Um, what brought you joy this week? Oh my goodness. Okay. There's always like a little bit in the joy corner that you're like, yes, but okay. And in (laughs) this one, it is, there is a young man who is, Nigerian, his family fled Nigeria in 2017. They became refugees here. Um, They had to leave Nigeria because they were being persecuted for being Christian, which, of course, is regardless, it doesn't, whatever the reason is horrific. I am glad that they were able to come here, but they were residing in a shelter in Manhattan. So they were, you know, unhoused for a period of time. They are no longer, they are settled and and doing well. But from those uh, beginnings, and you got to assume trauma involved, uh, there's a young man who is now 10. (laughs) He has become a chess champion. 
after oh. immigrating here to the U.S. So his name is Tanatalua Adewumi, uh, more commonly known by his nickname, Tani. And he is Aww. 10, but he is an official chess national master. Says he has an impressive rating of 2,223. I'm sure that's not even how you say it. They probably say like 2223 or something like that. But <laughs> We are not chess masters. Regardless, he only started learning chess when he moved here. This baby has only been playing since 2017. And he said, no worries, no problems. Uh, when he competed in his first chess tournament, he got the lowest score of any student. But just one year later, Tani took home the state championship trophy after beating 73 of New York's best players, grades K through 3. He is now considered a prodigy come yes. through but yeah when they first got here it says they were spending every night on the floor of a homeless shelter but that's where he started learning stop. chess stop it i know Aww. so his um he started going to school and his teacher started a gofundme page and they raised yep $250,000 this family bought oh a home in connecticut <laughs> they are living and this baby is thriving and so i am Thrilled for them. I think the only thing that I would mention here that makes me the flip side of this that makes me sad is just thinking about lost talent. Um, a lot of times it's about, you know, how can a child thrive? How can we expect a child to thrive and grow when they simply don't have like the resources? And thank exactly. goodness yep. that this child was able to to grow, but it should not be looked at as, oh, he can do it, anyone can do it. That is trash. This baby is a miracle, like thank goodness, but this is just about there is potential out there that we are losing because they do not have the resources mm -hmm. and there are probably millions of Tanis and we need to do better. But he's amazing Aww. and that was great. Oh, that was so good. I feel like such a dick. <laughs> what? Yours is definitely, is yours a taco? <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but no, mine is even worse than that. And it's super complicated, but hear me out. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> but okay. Okay. But like, so this is completely okay. But like, but my joy corner this week and I want to explain myself because I know how complicated this is. But my joy corner this week is that I found this YouTube channel. And this YouTube channel is called Karen's in the Wild. And Andrew. <laughs> okay, listen. It's not that this... Let me explain. So it is literally called Karen's in the Wild. And it is just like all of these videos of these white women being ridiculous and entitled as fuck. Mostly racist, definitely conservative, always out of line. <laughs> and that's not, that's not like, that's not, that's not the joy corner. But what is the joy corner is because you know how you often hear this like um, contemporary meme of like, don't read the comments, right? Right, of course. But on these videos, uh, you watch these videos and you're like, what the fuck is happening? But you read the comments, and they are, like, for every 50 comments, like, articulating clearly what the actual social problems are of this woman presenting her entitlement. You will get one person being a dick, and that one person is actually, like, uneducated, inarticulate, and is, like, not doing a good job defending them. And that actually brought me a lot of joy. 
The comment section brought you a lot of joy. Which is literally something I never thought I would say. In my no, life. normally, yeah, such a disaster. I will say that oftentimes uh, the comment section on a TikTok will bring me joy. Sometimes more joy than the TikTok. <laughs> Well, TikTok is just its own thing, and I'm obsessed that it exists <laughs> because there are there are legitimate comedian artists out there who you don't know. They're living in, like, Wisconsin or wherever, and they will, like, produce this gold comedy shit that I'm just like, thank you, TikTok. Uh, no, absolutely. Like, how is this app free? A mini Joy Corner, <laughs> I guess. I Wait, is it free? I thought it was, like, closed down because of Trump and Russia I was about to say it's not really free because... <laughs> The Chinese definitely have all of our data. <laughs> Nothing is free. Let's be clear. Freedom isn't free. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing is free. Let me be clear. But you're right. There are. This is why you can spend so much time on there because there are some crazy, funny, talented people. Like there really yeah. are doing like full comedic sketches in like 15 seconds. It's quite amazing. It, also, not only comedic sketches, but actually little movies. Did you see, okay, the, the only thing about TikTok that is kind of challenging is like describe, you can't find stuff. I have seen a TikTok and it was absolutely hilarious and they could never find it again. It was gone. Like, cause I can't like find it again, if that makes sense. Like if I didn't like yeah, like oh, it totally. or something like that. There was a guy who was basically doing like a backyard report. So he did it like, you know, local news style where it's like overly dramatic and they're reporting on crime. And it was just like <laughs> ring video of his two dogs. His two dogs were digging up his yard. And so he did it like it was a crime and he was reporting on it. And it was <laughs> so good. It was so good. And he was doing like, you know, he was doing comments from the dogs. And he's like, a, a comment from, you know, Jesse stated that she thought we were just having a good time, you know. And it was, <laughs> it brought me so much joy. And so let's make TikTok like our mini joy corner because fucking yes, TikTok, man. Making Keep making TikToks. And I'm still going to watch those Chinese street fashion ones, even though I know it's really seemly. <laughs> hey, do you want to have another Kiki next week? No. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. Thank you for listening. This is the last episode of OK But Like. I absolutely do. And they should be listening and subscribing to OK But Like, Listen. we hope. Listening and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. It is literally available everywhere because everyone is listening and everyone loves us. Mm -hmm.